0: Hi, I'm Alex Duquette, and you're listening to a podcast where nostalgia comes alive. It's Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. Roll it!
1: Welcome to Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, the podcast where nostalgia comes alive. Since July of 2021, Jake and his friends have interviewed professionals in the worlds of acting, directing, writing, puppeteering, and many more. Who will they be chatting with in this week's interview? Find out in this Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show episode.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to this episode Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, where nostalgia comes alive. Have you here with us. I'm your host, Jake Deffenbach, with me today as always, our co-host Chris Bixby and Matt Bingo. How you guys doing?
1: Doing good. How are doing you, good? Jake? Hey,
2: everybody. That's great. It's great here. I'm doing great, as always, every episode.
1: Yes. <laughs> and, yes. And Jake, who do we have for today's interview?
2: Yes his guest we have for today he's a musician songwriter video creator you might um might know him from his youtube channel world including doing network manly such as shows from Nickelodeon, The Nick junior psk's playoff Stacy and a bunch of others and also a singer as well and he's also a podcaster which we will touch based on that um later on and he's done lots of things for his channel like you know. For his covers as well please welcome mr alex duquette happy here alex happy to have you here how
0: are you hello hello thank you for having me on uh you've had i've kind of peeked at your show you've had a lot of interesting and talented people on here so it, it's an honor to to join you guys for a little bit
3: yeah yeah of like course. yes
0: I'm, yes, I'm, yes we like yes means, we have we've had a quite a few <laughs> yes it's cool oh, yes. i was very impressed yeah it was awesome
4: thank you thank, <laughs> thank you. you
2: thank you thank you means a lot so to kick things off, we know who you are, you normally know, did the most introduction, but for those who don't, would you care to introduce yourself a little bit and what you do?
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, once again, my name is Alex Duquette. I know a lot of people online probably see that last name and they think, how do you say that? But yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's Duquette. Uh, but yeah so yeah, uh, that's my name. I, uh, I'm, I'm a singer-songwriter, uh, just like Jake said. Um, But I'm also a lot, I do a lot of other things too. I'm just kind of an overall creator, but music is definitely my passion. And I'm probably most on the internet known for my medleys. Um, I have a YouTube channel that's just my name, Alex Duquette, where I do a TV show theme song medleys. Kind of specifically more nostalgic shows, but I do current shows too. And if you don't know what a medley is, basically what that is, it's where um, you take A bunch of what I do basically is I take usually 15 or 20 little pieces from 20 separate theme songs and then crunch them all together into one song, um, which can pose a lot of fun challenges from a from the creating it perspective. But it's a lot of fun. So if you like nostalgic TV show stuff, go check it out. Yes, yes, for
2: sure.
4: Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I, I know. I know how that last name thing feels. You are not the only one and i'm i'm sure seeing i'm
0: seeing hold on i'm seeing your last name here is it well it can't just be bingle is it is it
4: bengal it is it is bingo
0: it is being hardly, okay.
4: uh, hardly hardly anybody gets it right on the first try i'm impressed,
0: <laughs> I'm impressed. i think it's just Hooray! listen it, listen it's, it's people with weird last names we got to stick yeah. together we just have this connection yeah.
4: yes we do <laughs> yes we do yes indeed so what was your background like and how did you grow up
0: um well, as you can probably imagine, I grew up in a very uh, musical household. So I uh, I grew up in a very, very small town in the middle of the Midwest, middle of nowhere. And, but there is, so they're going to my school, very small school. It was a very sports kind of forward school. There was music programs and all that stuff, of course, and they were really good, but um, there was kind of a select few of us. But anyway, that's kind of but that's where I always gravitated towards was the music stuff um, once I got mm-hmm. to a certain age. My, um, my mom is a very gifted, I believe you say flautist, meaning flute player. I always thought it was flautist, but I guess it's flautist um, and a great singer. And then my dad um, is a songwriter as well. Um, in fact, he actually mixed or he mastered my album that I put out this year. Um, and he's oh, also nice. a, a producer awesome. and a guitarist. So music's in the family. I have a couple of siblings. They're also musical um, so I just kind of grew up with it in the house. Um, but the uh, kind of quick, funny story is that I did not want to do music when I was a kid. Like, you know, like how some of these like musicians were like, you know, I was put in front of the drum set when I was three years old and I just knew then, you know, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that kid. So like, I wanted to be good at sports so freaking bad, like so bad. And, but every time I would try out for any sport, i Sucked, and then that's because I wasn't meant to play sports. So eventually, my parents got me, um, or my mom got me a drum set for my 10th birthday, and that was the first instrument I learned how to play. And it's still probably my favorite to play. Um, and uh, it's just taken off from there. So, yeah, very musical household. Nice, awesome, awesome. So, some, nice.
2: some so kind of curious who are like some of your like biggest music. Like influences
0: music influences that kind of goes all over the place um i always try to listen to you know new music and continue to be exposed to it but of course we've got mm-hmm. our favorites from when we were growing up right so mm-hmm. um i would say first and foremost my biggest musical influence overall for me as a songwriter um is probably the beatles uh i oh yeah my dad mm-hmm. my dad was a Big fan of theirs of course and i was introduced at a young age and still to this day i think the the short amount of time that they had they were only really huge for like seven years right the short amount mm-hmm. of time and the quality of the music that they wrote in that short amount of time and quantity is i'd still think unmatched so oh yeah they were a uh, mm-hmm. huge influence on me so a lot of classic rock too in general um newer stuff um i'm a big fan um i'm a big fan of uh like Ben Folds, huge Ben Folds fan. Um, If you listen to my, uh, my, my album songs from Sangamon Street, it kind of sounds a lot like him. Um, Coldplay. uh, I mean, honestly, it's kind of all over the place. It it just really depends on uh, where I'm pulling from. Some people I pull just lyrics from lyrical ideas. Some people I pull musical ideas from it's all, and it's always kind of all in you, if that makes
1: sense. (laughs) Definitely. I'm kind of curious. Do you have like any favorite musical instruments to play?
0: Yeah, so I would say my all-time favorite, like all time, would be the drums. And maybe it's because I started on them, right? Um mm-hmm. I just think they're so much fun. Um, so I always love to play them any chance I get. So anytime every time it's like, you know, time to make a medley on YouTube or record a song, I'm always excited to get behind the drums. Um so I would say the drums are my favorite to play. Um, but I would say that probably the instrument that I'm most like confident on and I can just kind of play whatever I want would be the piano. Um, I can get any idea that I want out of my head through my hands onto the piano. So the piano is a very close, close second, sometimes first, depending on the day, but <laughs> all instruments that I play are fun though. But I would say those two are my two favorite. Nice. Awesome.
4: Awesome. Very nice. Now you're also a audio and video producer, two yes. in one. How did that come about?
0: Yeah, you know, it kind of all goes hand in hand, I guess. You know, I uh, I'm trying to think how how it really did start. Um, I actually usually say technically my first love before music was video. Um, when I was before I even was playing that drum set at 10 years old, I would grab my mom's old Sony Handycam video camera um, and make videos with my friends. And, uh, that eventually grew into me figuring out a couple of years later, Oh, I can plug this into a computer and I can edit it. Oh, wow. You know, and then continuing <laughs> to figure that out. Um, and then leading into today, um, you know, what I, you know, I do a lot of fr- freelance work and a lot of my freelance work now is video heavy, you know, so like I'll, uh, use cameras and gimbals and film different, you know, various things, edit them together. And, but then I can also add the music to it too. So, and then on the music produced or the audio producing side, it's kind of a whole nother thing. Um, and sorry, I'm a fast talker. So if I'm talking too quick, tell me to slow it down and I will, <laughs> um, <laughs> no worries, <laughs> but, but yeah, so my, my dad, um, like I said before, he's a very gifted m- music producer. He he's produced, um, quite a few records in his day when he, w- he used to do that a lot more back in the nineties. And he taught me a lot of things about that as well. So I kind of got that influence from him. Um, and then since then, that's kind of all become a culmination of a bunch of things. And now that's how, that's why I think I do what I do. Right. So I make music, but I also make the videos for it and I edit it and all that stuff. I kind of like doing and I like the hands-on a lot. So sometimes it's my favorite part to do is the hands-on stuff. Keeps nice. you busy and,
1: definitely
2: awesome so so growing up do you have like a a favorite network or shows to
0: watch i figured we were going to be talking about some sort of shows uh yeah
2: i uh yeah i mean mean, once again
0: right i mean once again my content on youtube is about that stuff right so it just Mm -hmm. makes sense but um yeah the I mean, I would say out of the the big three, and by the big three, I mean Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, and Disney. I would say, um, I was a Nick kid first and foremost. Uh, loved Nick. Um, I loved it all, though, right? Like we all did. But um, you know, I remember growing up. I mean, the early days, of course, it was the the stuff that we all know about. You know, you know, Rugrats, and uh, oh, yeah. I loved it. I loved Angry Beavers, and I love, you know. But then later on, uh, of course, you can't deny SpongeBob. Those first few years of SpongeBob were, you know, yes. perfect.
2: Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely amazing. Basic.
0: You know yes. what I mean? It's like the thing about SpongeBob, though, is like I kind of wish it would have ended. Like maybe you guys disagree. I'm curious your opinions, but I kind of wish SpongeBob would have just ended after the movie. Like, I feel yes, like all the way I, up until the movie it was awesome. Yeah,
4: I absolutely agree. Because yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, in early SpongeBob, the writers could kind of get away with a lot more, you know, jokes and stuff that, you know, kids wouldn't get. And nowadays, you know, because the demographic for Nickelodeon's change, you can't really get away with something like that anymore.
0: No, I know. It's kind of a shame. It's kind of a shame because, yeah, I mean, that was this fantastic writing. But anyway, Um, Yeah, Spongebob, of course. Yeah, Nickelodeon, I'd say, um, in general. But that's not to say that I wasn't a big Cartoon Network kid either. But as a kid, Cartoon Network always scared me a little bit more, (laughs) right? Like, because Cartoon Network was like a little... Not like, it wasn't scary, but I mean, like, it was a little edgier, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, like, like the stuff you'd see, like, on uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog, or... You know, there was was a stuff that was a little edgier than you'd see on Nickelodeon. And I remember, like, as a kid, thinking... I'm going to stick with Nick. <laughs> That's okay uh, with it's, <laughs> it's, it's all good stuff though. It just depends on the show.
1: Definitely. Yeah. There, there are a lot of good ones. So now of course we talked about in your introduction, doing uh, your own covers and the network medleys, of course, how did, how did those come into play for you?
0: Yeah. So those came in, came into play actually due to just graduating high school and not knowing what to do. Right. So mm. that would have been back in a, I'm, I'm aging myself. I'm not quite sure how old you guys are, but I uh, I'm a i am graduated in 2012 um, and, and then I was going to college the following year but in that middle ground of time I kind of was lost. Like I actually used to make um, YouTube videos back in like 2008 like in the early early days oh when I was gosh. like gosh. Wow. So, now early, right? Now granted um, technically they're online, so if you if people do the research, they can find them, but they're hard to find. But anyway, um, so I but I'd only made like one a year because I would like edit them and put them together. You know, I was about fourteen at that point. But anyway, I kind of quit. Um, and then I thought I want to go back into YouTube because right around 2012 was really when like all the gaming YouTubers were taken off. Like that was when yeah. you couldn't that was when you'd go to the YouTube homepage and it was nothing but Minecraft. Just everything was Minecraft, yeah.
4: right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Like
0: uh, oh, those are the days. But that being said, I thought, I want to do something too. And I was hugely inspired by um, a YouTuber called Freddie Gretty. Um, I, he still makes stuff from time to time. Um, he, I think he was pretty big at the time, at least by those standards. Um, but Freddie Gretty was basically a, he did medleys himself. So like he, not quite like as I do, but he would take like popular, like, um, like songs from like bands, like, he did a Beatles one, for example, or he did a Queen one. And then, and he just did these medleys and I thought they were really cool. And I was kind of inspired by that. And then one time he did like a, just like a TV show theme song medley. But it was like more like adult shows. I think if I recall correctly, there could have been cartoons in there too. But anyway, it was just like, it was really, it was really inspiring to me. So I thought, I want to do that, right? Like I want to do that. So um, I decided to, put that on the back burner and first just started making covers um the reason why i put that on the back burner is because i didn't know how to make a medley i didn't know the best way to take a bunch of seemingly different sounding songs and then put them together into one song like um i don't know if anyone here has uh, a musical background but if you do then i'm sure you'll understand that it you know there's a lot that goes into that right you know these aren't songs that are meant to go together but you're trying to force them together Mm-hmm. um and make it mm-hmm. sound like it's one song so yeah because anyway, so you, so you got to yeah. make like
1: a smooth transition to like the next song
0: exactly to, to put it in perspective uh my medleys are usually between two or three minutes and each video each medley that i make takes around 45 to 50 hours so oh, wow. 50, oh my 45 God. To 50 hours for a three-minute video yeah um so oh. so anyway that being said i started with covers just because um it was little bit easier and I was kind of getting, figuring out my footing and this, and I'd started off with just playing guitar and I'd sing and I would just upload it. And then eventually I got a little more fancy with my editing as I started, as I continued to learn that. But then I went back to that inspiration from Freddie Gretti. And I thought, I don't want to do TV show theme song because he already did that. I want to do something different. So I started with commercial jingles. I just did a com- hmm. commercial jingle medley, excuse me. And at the time on my channel, I would get, you know, every video I would get would get like 30 views, 20 views, 10, whatever, not very much. I was just kind of used to it. But I made that commercial jingles medley, and then I remember it wasn't too long, and I broke a thousand views, and then I broke ten thousand, and then it kept growing and growing. And it was a slow process. It wasn't like a uh, overnight thing, right? It wasn't like viral, but it did grow a lot quicker. And I thought, okay, clearly, I'm resonating with a certain audience, and YouTube is clearly kind of pushing this to the right people. So I thought, all right, I'll keep uh, going that route. And then eventually I started doing the TV show theme song medleys, which is really where my audience began to show up and enjoy what I do. So nice. I know that was kind of a weird path to get there, but that's kind of how I got to making medleys like I
4: do today. Really nice. Awesome. Interesting. So I'm curious, are there any covers or medleys you've done that stick out to you as some of your favorites?
0: Yeah. Um so I would say Cartoon Network Part two I really enjoyed. Now it's funny because Cartoon Network because I, I think I've done I think I've done three parts now. I get I lost track of what I've done, but um Cartoon Network Part One had all the shows that I knew that I grew up on, like your Dexter's lab and your I mean, I'm drawing a blank, but I know all the other nineteen shows on there. But um but anyway, the Part two was just such a fun challenge for me. And seeing it come together was such a treat for me that it ended up being one of my favorites. Um, Other favorites of mine definitely are uh, my PBS kids medleys. Um, Kind of for varying reasons. I liked a lot of those shows growing up, especially the earlier ones. Like, you know, I was a big Mr. Rogers fan. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's great. I actually recently just saw... For the first time um what's it called with tom hanks the uh, yeah a um, beautiful day
2: in the neighborhood, the, the neighborhood. Beautiful day yeah. in the neighborhood yeah, i was yes. thinking was
0: it yes. will you be my neighbor i forgot what it was called great movie um, oh my
2: gosh yes yeah, amazing yeah. amazing yeah. amazing movie
0: really good movie but um yeah so those are that's kind of my favorite as well I'm trying to think i mean they're all it's kind of like just like with songwriting like with all of my songs that i've written it's like it's kind of like picking your favorite children you just can't do it you know right um they're all fun for or my favorites for different reasons i guess
1: yeah the the pbs kids uh one was really fun because like oh, uh, oh yeah we, we grew up with a lot of that stuff too oh yes pbs yeah, we and, we yeah. yeah. Right, yes. Oh, yeah same
2: goes with like Something. um pre disney nick jr pbs kids oh, yeah. route
1: yes oh yeah yes yeah, just... Route one was
0: fun i like doing that one because i remember after i after i did um I did three PBS kids medleys. I thought, where am I going to go from here? Because I've done so many shows. And clearly those ones seem to resonate with the most people. Well, I say clearly, but um, those are some of my highest viewed medleys. And um, so clearly a lot of people grew up on PBS. And it makes sense because you didn't have to have cable to have PBS. It was already a bigger audience, right? Right. So that that makes sense. But anyway, Mm -hmm. Sprout, I didn't know many of those shows because that's kind of after my time, uh but um but it was so much fun to do and some of those songs were awesome too oh yeah um so that's the thing it's like i don't even know some of the songs that i do now for my medleys because some of them are newer but they're still great theme songs like they've there's so many shows still today like a lot of people like to reminisce and say oh in the 90s in the early 2000s like those like those theme songs everything was just better but it's like there's still some great theme songs now so oh yeah, yeah. yeah. um mm-hmm i'm uh mm-hmm. so it's still it's still very very fun nice oh, yes
2: oh yes and and i'm gonna add this part of since we're talking about talking about sprout um and uh in the future we're, we're speaking with station newcomb who, who who performed star and michelle lepe who did nina nina for the Tonight show
0: oh man that's cool
4: so uh, it's, yeah they're yeah they're awesome so um, it's super cool yeah we yes. we've had a lot of a lot of interesting people who worked on shows from our childhood so many oh yes so many <laughs> so many so, you know, like, so Se, sesame street in particular oh, yeah we've been interviewed a lot of
1: people from sesame street, from yeah. street. oh yeah was
0: super cool like i was because yeah. when, when when uh jake when you reached out to me you know like you know mm-hmm. full disclosure i mean i wasn't familiar with your show but right. uh um, right. right but then mm-hmm. i but then i took a look at it and then i thought look at these like yeah these are some pretty interesting people that you're having on here all these voice actors and writers and stuff like i was yeah i was pretty uh, impressed like i, I want to go through and listen to some of these i haven't had the time to do that yet but i want to to hear their insight and stuff that's pretty cool
4: <laughs> thank you thank you. <laughs> what you all right boys recommendations what do you think <laughs> what what do we recommend what do we recommend what's if you had um,
0: only one if you could only pick one like what is the, oh, God. the best I, interview <laughs>
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I knew this would be coming up um wow there's hey, so many ta- good yeah, so, someone turn the tables Well, there, since you, there's, there's so <laughs> many good ones
1: since you mentioned being uh, so a uh, uh nick kid one of our most recent interviews was with the uh Carl, carlos alzaraqui who's the voice of Rocco and Rocco's modern that's, life that's a,
4: that's a that's a really good Ooh. one
1: that's yeah, a okay. really good that's one. a
4: good one i mean that's, that's a little further back but, uh, but yeah that one was oh, just okay. recent. Um, wow, there are a lot. Uh, so many great ones. I can't choose just one. Um, <laughs> I this this. It's this like we're doing
2: so many episodes. You just just don't. That you don't. <laughs> this is this is just like you, Alex. We do so many, emails, so you don't.
4: You know, I know. Right, it kind of right? Blends together. right. So. I, yeah. I, I recommend this episode. Uh, we'll be out by the time it goes up, we'll let this part out. But we we have one airing later this week. With uh, Leslie Carrera Rudolph who does Abby Cadabby on Sesame Street. That one's oh, really cool fun. On. Um, she, she is the sweetest. Yeah. Oh she's I mean. she's great, extremely talented. Um there's so many. Wow. Yeah. Um
2: yeah, and you know, since you know your musician song, one of my favorite one of my favorite episodes we've done is we actually interviewed Murray Cook, who was still wishing all a wet weather. Yeah.
4: Well.
2: That's a good one.
0: Okay,
4: uh, yeah another another musician uh dennis scott who uh oh
2: yeah oh yeah,
4: who, no, did, yeah. Who, who did some mr rogers stuff he composed his own mr rogers album mm-hmm. oh yeah and what what was the album called thank you mr rogers or yeah yeah like that. Uh-huh. yes
2: yeah yeah mm-hmm. really
4: good really good album
2: um, yes and we also appreciate Amy scott durbin who was one of the members of the oh yeah scott members.
4: durbin he, he was fun he was fun too um, oh, that's cool if there's yeah. if there's one if there's one in the mu- in the music aspect i recommend jason page that's a really yes. good one oh yeah the God. singer yeah. the singer of
1: the uh pokemon theme song
4: his, oh my gosh like,
1: that's really cool <laughs> his, i know. yeah what he
4: what he did in that Mind episode blown, so. is just amazing Yes. Absolutely amazing. There's there's a lot oh, of I'm good ones. On that one. There are there are yeah. a lot of really good ones. Yeah, it's hard it's hard, I, 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 it's hard I, 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 to choose a, just lot, a lot of lot of
1: wholesome ones too. A lot of them share yes. a lot of really a lot of kind of bittersweet yeah. stories and so yeah nice yeah, yeah. Far, yes. What well
0: then which I'll, which I'll have were... to uh I'll definitely check these out then. Um, you've definitely earned yourself a sub, so I'll go on there and I'll, I'll listen to some of these for sure. Oh, thank
2: you so much. <laughs> thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank
4: you. Which which one which one were I weren't you gonna recommend like one more, Jakey?
2: yeah yeah it, yeah it was it was paul um paul rudolph oh paul rudolph oh you're gonna love his oh he's oh my great. gosh yeah he, he did like what? a demonstration he did a little vibraphone he did a little he's the, demonstration. He's, the, he's, the,
1: he's the vocal music director on sesame street so like whenever they record songs oh. on that show he like directs the vocals and the ranges and everything wow
4: yeah. man that's cool yeah. We, we so do quite you just a lot.
0: I just just quick question. I don't know if this yeah. is going to be on the show or not, but do you sure. like you just sure, do course. cold emails? Like how do you get a hold of these people? Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty, a mix
4: pretty much.
1: A, I mean mostly per, pretty mostly much emails. E- most
4: of the time it's e- most of the time it's emails. Um yeah. uh, some, sometimes if some they're social media. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sometimes if they're easily reachable, it kind of depends. Sometimes we'll reach yeah. out through social media, but usually through email or, you know, agents stuff stuff like that yeah
4: it's mo- it's mostly emails and agents mostly yeah yeah it's cool for for well, a good majority that's awesome <laughs> <Yeah>. thank, you.
2: <laughs> thank you thank you thank a lot. you so so i'm kind of curious how long did it usually take to learn the songs for your network medleys
0: learning the songs for the medleys that like i said before it obviously the whole process takes a while but honestly it probably about half if not two-thirds is that part, right? Learning these songs. Because here's the thing. So like on a lot of these medleys that I do, some are heavily documented and have tons of things you can watch. Like you can look up their theme songs on YouTube and there's you can hear them in crisp, high quality audio. But I've covered, but I try to be true to the networks and include shows that maybe not many people watched back in the day, right? And those shows are much less documented online. And sometimes... Um, it can be really difficult to figure out the song because there might be one upload of this theme song from like 2009 and it's in 240p and you can barely hear the audio and there's not like and by the way i play by ear so i don't read sheet music so i i, I listen to the music and then i figure out each instrument just from listening to it mm-hmm. so that obviously takes a while um and but yeah so with songs like that it can take quite a while I would say out of my 40 let's just say it's 40 hours to do one medley so out of the 40 hours I would say probably about half 20 to 25 hours is just me picking out or like gathering the songs learning them um kind of laying them down and kind of putting them together and then arranging them together as well right because you have to arrange the songs and as well to make them like I said earlier fit in such a way to where it sounds mm-hmm. kind of fluid together so a good 20 to 25 hours I'd say um but the thing I like about doing it is about doing that particular stuff is that I feel like these medleys right now, they're just fun for people to take nostalgia trips on and stuff, which is great. But yeah. I think it's kind of cool. Cause I, you know, the thing about YouTube, assuming it's still going to be here, like in 10 years or 15 or 20, or even longer, my medleys can kind of be like, way ways, new ways of documenting old shows that otherwise might be forgotten. Cause there are some shows on there that are, Once again, you can hardly find anything on. So I kind of see them as ways of kind of, um, what's it called? Like, I can think of just not documenting, but like preserving, like preserving these theme songs in kind of my own special way. Um, So it's definitely worth the challenge and a lot of fun to do. Just for that reason alone, even.
4: (laughs) Nice. Absolutely. So you're also best known for having your own YouTube live stream series, Jam and Chat.
0: The jam and Chat, yeah. How did that uh,
4: come about, and what's that like?
0: Yeah, so the jam and Chat. So once again, YouTube mainly just known for the medleys, but I was kind of, things were starting to feel like, not stale, but I wanted to do something new, but I didn't know how to do it. And you already know how long it takes to make medleys. So I'm thinking, what can I do that doesn't require a ton of time? Well, as I was thinking about these things, the pandemic hit. And then... I all of a sudden had a lot of time, <laughs> right? Right, yeah. Um, to yeah. do things. And I thought, what can I do? Like, I want to do a, some sort of live stream. Um, I uh, my a good, U- well, one of my closest friends in real life and a fellow YouTuber, shout out to Magic Man Mo, he does a gaming live streams, right? And he has been doing the live streams for quite a few years now. And I thought, I want to kind of get in the live stream game, but like in my own way. So... It started off, I I created just a one-off live stream called Jam and Chat, with the idea being, I'm going to jam, maybe play some songs, then we can chat. Simple, right? Makes sense. Well, Mm -hmm. so I was playing some of my favorite songs and people, and there was a few people that hopped on, not a lot, because people usually expected medleys. They didn't expect this medley guy to all of a sudden come out here and just be singing like, you know, queen songs on the piano or whatever. (laughs) And um, so not everyone hopped on, but very quickly, I realized after that first live stream, YouTube was copyright claiming like every song because of course they are. I just it just had a didn't didn't click in my head. Right. So I went back to listen to the live stream and it was like almost all silence because it was it was muting all my music. Right. Uh, And uh, and so like that sucks. I thought, (sighs) what am I going to do? So I thought, you know what? I'm gonna. I used to do this actually with friends, like just with like my roommates in college, oh, nice. um, where we would just improv music. Like I would sit in front of a piano, and then I'd say, "Okay, give me a topic," and he'd go, "Okay, do a song about uh, make a song called you know, Fat Man Walking." And I, okay, so I'm gonna make a, then I a song random on the spot called Fat Man Walking. And it's about a big guy walking, right? Whatever, I was just out of my head. But you know what I'm saying? They would just give me some funny song title, right? And so anyway, I took that idea and I thought, why don't I make that a live stream? So, once again, I had the time. So, I thought when I come back, I'm not going to do covers anymore because I clearly can't. Um, I'm just going to tell the people in the chat, give me a song title and I'll make it into a song. So, it made it very interactive. And it, in that hence the jam and chat was really born. And it, it, that was a ton of fun. I mean, it still is a ton of fun. It actually still happens. It's, I'm on a break right now, a seasonal break. It comes back in the fall. But that ended up being, especially that first season, a pretty, I mean, by big, when I say big, I just mean by my standards on my channel, but like a pretty big, I would say like success. And there was quite a few viewers who would tune in for that first season. And I think it was really just a culmination of everybody was home, you know, not sure what's going on. This was in the summer of 2020. So it was quite a few months into everything. People were kind of antsy and people wanted to be entertained. Right. And it was the perfect Mm -hmm. thing and it was on Friday nights. So like every Friday night they could tune in and just watch, (laughs) you know, they can watch this guy sing these silly songs about It's really about if you've never seen them, I highly recommend at least checking out one of them. It doesn't matter which one, the song, the topic matter goes all over the place. It's very funny. Um, Mm -hmm. But it just ends up being a really fun time with everybody. And then I eventually, incorporated some games and I my goal with live streams is to make them very interactive I hate watching somebody on Twitch or on YouTube and I'm like I say you know I'm talking even small streamers and I'm like Mm. hey you know uh you know how was your night or whatever whatever and then there's no response they're just staring at whatever they're doing it's like I kind of want to be interactive that's the the worst worst. right you know Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of streamers that Mm. do it right so big and small and it's really sad too, because, you know, you'll see these streamers. I've seen quite a few where like you've seen them grow and it starts off really like you're really connected and you have this small community and it's good. And then they grow. And then all of a sudden they can't anymore because there's too many people. That's kind of a sad thing too. But, um, one of my main goals though was to be interactive. So not only are you giving me my song titles that I can make up on the fly with my beats and all that stuff. Um, but also we're playing games and just talking and chatting and, very positive. Um, I, I try to maintain, especially with that show in particular, I try to maintain a very, um, positive, um, PG family friendly for the most part, um, experience. So anybody can enjoy it. I I won't forget, um, about, I don't know, maybe about a year into the jam and chat, I got this direct message, um, from somebody and it was from a mother of a child who I think was, it was his senior year and she was talking about um and she was thanking me for doing um the jam and chat her her son is um autistic and she said that he was really struggling with figuring out what was going on just kind of in his own personal life during the pandemic um what you know he was just he was he was claustrophobic he didn't know what to do and he the jam and chats were an outlet for him um and she just she thanked me and said the whole family Sits down and watches your show every every week, every oh night. My now, gosh. Um, and that uh, was that was a very, oh. you know, th- you know, it's things like that that really, you know, that makes you it makes you swell up. And I was very proud to, I'm proud to have a show like that that people can feel safe, secure, and you know, and and really have it resonate with them. So that that was really hmm. cool. I had to, I had to plug that because I'm I'm I am proud of that. I'm I'm
4: pleased mm-hmm. about that. Oh, that's mm. that's fantastic. That's, yeah, I'm 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 kind wonderful. of the same way. I I stream occasionally I, actually weekly. I'm I'm also I just started, I used to do it on Instagram for years, but switched to YouTube because it was just time for a switch. I, I'm i a puppeteer. Yeah. Hey, you come here. What? Oh there you are, Julius. <laughs> hi, hi, hello. I'm not I'm not usually here for these non-puppet streams, but he's talking about us, so why not? Why not? why not? not? Um, <laughs> why not? Um. Yeah, I've I've been doing that for just over three. years. We actually just kicked off our fourth year, and uh, okay, it's kind of it's kind of like your show. I like guess nothing nothing scripted. Uh, to a right. bunch of our good good friends across the country, sometimes even globally. Yeah, we've we've had some friends as far out as Australia join us a couple times. Holy, yeah, cow. it's yeah, I know it's it's insane, but it's it really hits really with people because. Cool yeah it's it's a lot of fun we we do them uh we just came off of our seasonal break yeah uh usually like may is usually kind of our break because we do our anniversary show come back for our new season and then you know it just that just happens but it's a lot of fun we have a lot of our wonderful friends on noise you said we have a we have a small community but it's it's really something special
3: yeah yeah. Yeah. And and i
4: think and i and i think a lot of people resonate with our show as well um our live stream that we do uh because you know it's it's a it's a place to just get away from all the craziness in the world once a week mostly every week yeah yeah Uh, thank you (laughs) thank you Julius. no problem (laughs) what's the
0: what's the what's the show called i'll check it out
4: um our show is called bingo live it's kind of a, it's a generic name but uh we we okay. used to do it on instagram but it's on our uh shameless pug friends <laughs> uh the bingo <laughs> puppet troop is our youtube uh name uh we we've, we've done we, we actually just did a show uh last night um mm-hmm. actually um last of the time of recording but uh but yeah we we just started on youtube most of our shows are on instagram and we've we have a archive.org page um yeah, we have both there too. Shut up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. it's, it's an archival. It's an archival thing. Uh. Yes, uh, uh, Okay. But uh, yeah, Bengal Puppet Troop is our YouTube uh, page where we do them. We we do them every Monday night. Um, okay. But w- at least at least for the summer, and then we're gonna move to Wednesdays in the fall. Yep. Gotcha. Well, I'll check you guys yeah. out. That
0: sounds pretty cool. That's awesome.
4: Thank you. Much appreciated. Nice. Can I go? Yes, you, you can go <laughs> See you, Julius. <laughs> Hi. Uh, He's like, I'm tired well, of seeing this creepy redheaded
0: guy in a studio. Let me out of here. <laughs> I don't get tired of you humans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so on the subject of uh, music, you also recorded your own uh, original albums, uh, such yeah. as songs from Singamon Street and Common Ground. What, what was, what was yeah. it like recording those?
0: It was quite fun recording those. Um, you know, that's kind of one of the main goals I had of originally starting my channel was eventually showing the, the showing my audience like, hey, I make my own music, right? Kind of as a, as a medium to get people to see other things that I do. And songwriting actually for me didn't come until a little bit later. Um, so like I was making music for a long time, but I didn't start really writing songs till I was in my early 20s. So I was already... Quite a few medleys deep, and um, you know, hundred videos plus at that point on YouTube before I really started writing songs. And then I thought, it's time. I really want to do that. I have my own things to say, and I kind of found my way as a songwriter. Um, my my songwriting style, I usually like to tell stories, um, so it's a little different than a, than some music you might hear lyrically. You know, I, I but but the things that I do write about story-wise are things that we all can relate to because they're all part of the human condition. So what I like to do is take really specific moments of just mundane everyday life and then make them them into songs because it's something we can all relate to. Um, For example, I have a song. This is just an example to show what I mean by really small moments. I have a song on my album, Songs from Sangamon Street. Um, It is called Go Sit in the Car. Um, that song is basically about a couple who gets in a fight in like a Walmart and he gets so mad that he's like, you know what, if you're going to act like this, I'm going to, I'm going to leave you here. I'm driving home. Just a really bad toxic couple fighting in a parking lot, right? Like a very specific moment, um, by the way, that's true. You need to, I do recommend listening to that song, um, go, go sit in the car. That ended up being one of my most popular songs on that album, which is funny anyway. But yeah, I like to write about those moments, you know. But then I also like to—I also have a song I wrote um, called "Dong Kim," um, which is the name of a person that um, I used to work with, um, or not work with, but I worked adjacent to at, out of a mall in college. And oh, he was basically a man. He was a man. Uh, he was a Korean man, and he would come in. I used to work at a at a cell phone store, and he he would walk in and. He got to know me. Right. He, he didn't. He spoke a little English and he um, he learned my name and I learned his and he always needed me. He he'd always accidentally change his phone to English. So he'd need me to change it back to <laughs> Korean for him. So we kind of had this ongoing joke and that was back home. So I've moved from my home state and I wrote a song called Dong Kim, basically about it's not about him, but it's about the really small, specific moments that I miss about my hometown. And it kind of came out through just about this random guy that I used to work next to at the mall, you know? So I really like to take these really specific moments, but make them, you know, and just humanize them, make them heartfelt and put them in the song. So to answer your initial question, I think you asked <laughs> Chris, um, I, uh, but, you know, what was it like? It, it, it's it been super fun recording these albums. They are um, completely self-produced um, with with a few exceptions. I've done all the instrumentation. Um, I will give a couple of quick uh, shout outs um, to the Flamingo King. Um, He's a guitar player um, based out of Memphis, Tennessee. He did some guitar work for me and then my dad did some guitar work for me on just various songs. So, but other than that, um, all the instrumentation, singing, production um, is me. And I love having that, you know, that creative control to kind of make it how I want. That's the beauty of living in 2023 is that you know, you can have your own home studio and you can make your own independent album um, and bring it out into the world. So it's been really fun. And my first album, because Common Ground was an EP. That was my first release. And then um, Common, or uh, Songs from Sangamon Street was my first, like it's my debut album. And I was able to actually press CDs and you can actually buy CDs of that too, just as like a novelty thing. So that, the whole experience, just to say, That i did that for me is really fulfilling um and i am i'm very proud of it and i encourage you guys if you haven't and anyone listening um to give that album a listen because you just might like what you hear
1: of course definitely
2: (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so do you have any favorite songs from your albums
0: Well, um, yeah, I I think so. Once again, it's hard to pick, right? Because, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's like your babies, like we talked about earlier. But (laughs) I would say there's a couple that stand out to me. um, If if I were to, like, guide you in a particular, like, direction. So I'm going to name a few. But so on my EP Common Ground that came out a couple years ago, um, I would say probably the song that resonates with the most people. It's a song called Fine by Monday. Um, it's a, it's a pretty simple song, but it's a, it's a song that I, I just know resonates with a lot of folks. Um, another one would be called wasting. It's a very kind of slow kind of haunting kind of bluesy song, um, about realizing you're not with the person you're supposed to be with. And you just wasted years of your romantic like romantic life with them. Um, so that, that's a very, um, prominent one to me. And then on my album, my newest album, I would say probably my favorite would be a song called breadcrumbs and Vaseline. Um, I, I know that's a weird title, um, but basically breadcrumbs and Vaseline is about a guy who has a dream uh, to be a movie star. And basically the song is his daydream. So it starts off with him, you know, he's dirt poor, barely getting by, Um, The first line is pep talk, reflection on a stovetop. The idea being he can't even afford a mirror. So he's giving himself a pep talk, looking in a stovetop reflection, um, saying it's only up from here. And then he goes in this daydream sequence where he's living out his dream of being a rock star. And then at the very end of the song, he wakes up. And then he's still, you know, back to just breadcrumbs and Vaseline. So. Um, I highly recommend that one, too. That one's probably my favorite, not just because of what it's about, but because it's a multi-part song. So Mm -hmm. it's not just like a verse, chorus, verse, chorus. It's a there's four separate parts in the song. So it goes to one part, then the next part, then the next part. Oh, okay, Yeah. Kind of like kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody, kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So so it it was it was ambitious, um, you know, of myself at the time. To, to do that it was it was a challenge to myself but i wanted to give it a, a try um and so i did <laughs> and i made it so i would say on that album my favorite is uh breadcrumbs and vaseline and then the final one i'll say is <laughs> uh sorry once again you know me i'm just gonna ramble so you, you need to tell me to shut up i will um no, that's i okay. uh, i have i have a song called uh gravity man and so as I said before, most of my songs tell stories. A lot of them are, are uh, kind of fictional or they're based on true events, but things are dramatized, right? Like the car one or the, the, the fighting in the parking lot one go sit in the car. Um, I, but gravity man is directly from my soul. And it was about once again, me moving um, from my home state to the new state that I live in. And so that one resonated with a ton of people too. And it felt very vulnerable to put that out there because it's just me just, and just a piano. That one has no other instrument besides me and a piano. And it's that song. I think it's something a lot of us can relate to. And it's about fear of change and fear of opportunity. Um, so like a lot of us get opportunities to do really cool things that we might really want to do, but we get scared still like it might seem obvious from the outsider's perspective to go, well, you're, you know, like you have this opportunity to go, you know, record this song with this, with this other famous musician. But I get scared and it's like, do I really want to do it? You know? And like you, you just, you start to have these fears of change and things that happen. And that's one of my deepest um, probably emotional struggles is that if I can be transparent, it's just kind of fear of change and opportunity and so i knew, i wanted to write about that and so i'm very uh proud of that um as well so that's probably another one of my favorites so nice yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs>
4: awesome no worries no worries. we can accept long answers <laughs> yes yeah we do we do all the time we do all the time yes. now you're also a imagine. part of yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes we do you're also a part of several podcasts. Hey, he's one of us out Julius. Oh. <laughs> Now's not your time. Right? You it's had, you time, had, buddy. you had, you had your chance. Oh, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> you, uh. you're also, you're also a part of several podcasts, including the two peas podcast and mm-hmm. Profoundish. Yes. As a podcaster mm-hmm. yourself, what's, what are doing those like? Um, yeah,
0: the, the two, two, uh, Two podcasts, right? Two-piece podcasts and Profoundish. I guess I'll give my quick, 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 quick plugs of them. Um, so uh, pro. I'll start with Profoundish. Profoundish is one that I do with my, uh, I mentioned him earlier. Um, he's most notably known as being Magic Man Mo online, but my friend Weston, we have a show, it's called Profoundish. And basically what we do is we, it's just two hosts and we both have a topic that we bring to the, to each other and we don't, the other person doesn't know what it is, right? So it's always a surprise. So one week it's about outer space. Then the next week it's about cooking. <laughs> like you just don't know. And then the, <laughs> like, so, we always, so, so we always put each other on the spot, you know? And uh, so that's a super fun thing to do. Cause you always want to kind of confuse them. Cause you don't, you, you always, you know, you never know what they're going to talk about. Then the second half of the show is we always play fun games. So like um, one of my favorite games that we like to play in profoundish is say it we did one episode and it was about, um, I think it was about like, I think it was about, I, it was about like some sort of like, like fiction about movies, I believe is what it was. And, um, I could be wrong on that. Cause it's been, we've done a lot of episodes, but anyways, I think it's about movies. And the second half of the, of the show, the game section was basically a, a game where I set, set it up for my co-host Weston, where I gave him a bunch of popular witches and wizards, who some had conflicts of interest with each other, right? like your Harry Potter and your Voldemort, or whatever, right? And he they had to work in a pizzeria together. <laughs> so he had, to, <laughs> he had, to, he had to, yeah so he had to oh. assign these witches and wizards, but make sure that like they're not having any internal conflicts and stuff. So we it's really fun and it, it's kind of it's a little improvy in, in some ways. So if you're if that sounds like something you're interested in, I will check that out. The other one, um is the two-piece podcast now i do that with her name is steph she's my uh, better half we've been doing that show for quite a while and that show is really fun too so the two-piece podcast is kind of um i call it you know like the old games like edutainment so basically it is we we always have top fives that we do every episode um and once again we don't know each other's top fives and we alternate going down our lists but the topic matter is all over the place. So it's like, sometimes it's our top five favorite albums of all time. But then we also did an episode called our top five favorite sitting positions. <laughs> so <laughs> like we do like the super, so we literally did an hour's worth of content talking about our favorite positions to sit in. <laughs> like I'm, and it's actually the, the funny part is that it's probably our, I think it's our second or third most listened to episode. It's hilarious. But anyway, but alongside those, um, Those topics we do, we also always tell like a historical story, um, that kind of pertains to the topic. So you kind of learn a little bit too as you laugh Mm -hmm. along with us. So, um, those are both podcasts that I do. They're a lot of fun. What's it like doing them? You know, it's I love it. Right, podcasts are a great great way to still make stuff. It's a little bit easier to make, um, because you can just sit down, record for an hour, as we are doing and <laughs> um you know there's some minimal editing you have to do right but then it's out into the world you know as opposed to my musical stuff which takes hours medleys take me 40 hours or whatever you know my my album took me probably 100 150 hours total so like those things take a long time um but you know those are kind of quicker and it's nice to do something different i'm sure you guys can relate like You know other projects that you do it's nice to step away from your main projects and just do something else you know work Mm -hmm. another part of your creative brain i'm sure you guys understand that oh yeah yes because you don't ever want to be like you know you don't want to be like fatigued with um doing just the same thing over and over again i think it's good to kind of expand your wings and see and that's kind of the beauty too i think of creating content in general is that everything can go out into the universe and then if you want to change gears, you can. No one's making you do it, right? If you want to change gears, you can exactly. try something else. See, see what sticks with you, what works with you. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So aside from making music, you're also known for being a video game fan. What are some of your favorite video games?
0: Video games. See, that's the thing. That's something I still want to do more of with my creation, is like video game related stuff. Um, and I am working on a way to fuse. My love of music and my love of video games together, but I can't say anything else, but there's a little hint right there. Um, at least for now. Sneak peek right here on the Happy Nostalgia show. Um, but I would say my favorite video games of all time. So, number one, first and foremost, is Legend of Zelda. So uh, as you can yes. imagine, yes, I am sinking oh, all of yeah. my right time right now yeah. into Tears uh-huh. of the Kingdom. So, and it's super freaking fun. And so that, that's a big one. So I love Zelda. I'm a big Nintendo guy to begin with. Um, oh, yeah. I am, uh-huh. but I am equal opportunity. So I love PlayStation and I love Xbox. Um, on the PlayStation, or really just on the non-Nintendo side, I'm a big fan of um, Fallout, big fan of the Fallout games. Ooh. Um, nice. um, of course, the Elder Scrolls game, Skyrim and uh, Oblivion specifically. Um, and now Bethesda has that new game coming out, Starfield, which I'm also excited for. Um, but then like, other than that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the only genre. I don't really play are shooters. I'm just cause I'm not good at them. Like, nah, like, me like neither. I mean, like competitive shooters, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> me neither. Um, I know,
4: no, Ooh, I'm not honest. good at them either.
0: Now, uh, another one that nope. I have to mention, though, I have to mention is I'm sure somebody here is because I think just there's got to be a stat like one out of every five people at least needs to be a Minecraft fan. Love Minecraft. Any Minecraft oh, yeah. lovers in here?
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I used to play a lot. I used yeah, to play a lot. Yeah, when I, I was used to play a little yeah. bit of Minecraft. I, then, used to, I
0: used
4: to, I used, to play it quite a bit. See,
0: that's the thing. Used to, right? Like, I, that's what yeah. I always have been like. So, like, I got into it like during like, uh, I don't. I think it just released. Um, I think it was either at the very end of beta or just released, and I played it. That was in, I was in high school still, and then, um, mm. and but you know how it goes, like with Minecraft, like you'll dip out for like a year or two, and then you go, I kind of miss playing. And then you go back yeah. and then you'll play yeah. for like a month straight and then you kind of yeah. go away again. Yeah. Minecraft is yeah, very uh-huh. special. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I definitely love to get back into Minecraft.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So, so fun. yeah, so can you share anything you're currently working on?
0: Yeah, um, right now, a lot of what I do is actually kind of behind the scenes stuff. So Um. One thing, like behind the scenes freelance work, in, in fact, kind of my, my goal, um, I, I've been saying this, I'm speaking it out into the ether. My my goal is within the next five years to to be fully become my own boss, just doing audio, video, creative freelance work, you know, because right now I do have a day job. Um, and um, some things that I've been doing lately, um, I actually recently um, wrote, arranged and composed a soundtrack for a video game. Um, oh, nice. so that was a really, Ooh, that was a really cool nice. thing. Um, keep your eyes out for it. It's not out yet. Um, it's a Ninja assassin game. It's like a very small indie game. It's called a uh, Ninja Akayo. is what it's called. So I'm pretty huh. excited about that. So that's something I'm working on. And then, um, other than that, it's just kind of various, various projects. I will say that I do, um, all of the sound design and a lot of production work for a, uh, independent storytelling uh, production house called Camp Nostalgic. Um, they do Ooh. kind of all kinds of various content. There's animations, there's documentaries. There's a show on there um, called Camp Nostalgic Saturday Morning. It's the flagship show, and I'm a part of that. Basically, the idea of that show is we we talk about various things in pop culture, one topic every episode. Um, usually, like, like in the past, we've done one episode just about television neighbors. And we talked about who's the friendliest television neighbor. And we talked about like Wilson from home improvement. And we talked about, uh, we talked about all kinds of different like, like neighbors, but then we present our show as if it's an old like television block. So we have our own commercials. We have our own band that plays at the end. So we make it feel like you're watching a block of television. So if you're um, interested in uh, like kind of reliving that, I highly recommend checking out camp nostalgic. I do all the music and all of the, um, um, sound design for that so those are kind of some other things i guess that i'm working on the, the only other thing i can say is that i well, once again I'm, i can just hint at it but it's really my uh i do have a new youtube project i want to get started where it's a way for me to fuse video games and music together um and, into one so i'm really excited to put that out there too because that's like my two loves coming together um but other than that those are kind of the three or those are kind of the things that i'm working on it's always just always something new in the studio you know, which is a ton of fun. It, it's, there's there's never like a, not any day is the same. All, projects always change. And that's the beauty of doing audio and video. You know, one mm-hmm. day I'm uh, mm-hmm. recording a song for somebody. The next day I'm recording yeah. my own song. Then the third day I'm editing a video or filming something. Um, the day after that, I'm doing sound design for a video game or whatever. So th- it's all over the place. Um, so it's never a dull moment. And I'm super grateful to be able to have the time uh, to do this stuff oh definitely awesome
4: fantastic so what would you like to say to those who supported the projects you've worked on over the years
0: um wait what would i like to say to those i lost you what would you say i'm sorry
4: what would you like to say to those who supported the projects you've worked on over the years
0: oh to those who've supported my work um Mm -hmm. first of all thank you immensely um i always take a um a chance, any chance I get, especially online with like my medleys, because my medleys are the thing that I'm most known for. I'm always very thankful um, for the for those of you who watch and, and listen to what I do. And for those of you who have given me so much support on my album, um, I actually, I was expecting to, uh, when I made my CDs, I was expecting to to lose money on those, right? And I surprisingly, just because I'm a small musician, And surprisingly, I made my money back and then some on CDs um, for the support from people who've listened to it um, across the country. And then of course, local to me too. And I'm very grateful for the support. You know, There's days where you really feel like you don't deserve all that support. But at the end of the day, I am extremely grateful and I'm forever in your debt. Um, And then on the online side, it's the same thing. Every time I put out a new video, I always thank people first I'm not telling you to subscribe. I'm telling like, I'm just thanking you to just for being there. Cause that goes a long way. Um, and I'm just thankful to have a small little, you know, just like you, just like you guys, you know, to have a small little corner of the internet, you know, just for you and your community. And it's fun to watch it slowly grow and to, to just to house such positive energy is really important to me too. There's a lot of positivity because you know how easily it can negativity can happen online. So, Mm -hmm. um, It's just really nice to have that, too, and I'm thankful. Um, Really quick, I do want to thank specifically my uh, channel members and Patreon supporters, the crew. You guys know who you are. You guys are awesome, and I love each and every one of you. You rock. They're my internet friends. I love them. Uh Yay. Awesome. Awesome.
2: So if people would like to connect with you, where can people find you?
0: I would say the two places to go, if you're really just interested in the medley specifically, I'm assuming a lot of your audience probably would be interested in that specifically, Go, I would say go to my YouTube channel. Um, you can just type in Alex Duquette and you can watch all the nostalgic medleys you want. Um, that would mean a whole lot if you went there and hung out for a little while, watched a few of those. Um, for everything that I do all in one, my best hub landing page is going to be alexduquette.net. So I picked a dot .net because it rhymes and it's easy to remember. .net. So there you go. go.
3: Um,
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly right. So I started with yes. .com, and I thought that's too long and I do more than music. So I changed it, AlexDucquette.net.
4: <laughs> .net. Links will be <laughs> down in the description below for people to check you out. Yes. Now this yes, this, la- this last question that Chris is going to ask, we usually ask this to every guest. Yes. Go ahead, Chris. Okay.
1: Yeah, so of course, this podcast is called Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. When you think of nostalgia, what do you think of or how would you define the word nostalgia?
0: Well, one thing I always say about nostalgia is never underestimate the power of it. Nostalgia is strong. And I think our generation specifically, it just really resonates a lot with us. Um, I think nostalgia is all feelings, good bad, ugly, fun, sad. It doesn't matter. It's all of our feelings put into one kind of bottled up in this little emotional bubble. <laughs> and we like to sometimes peek into that a little bit. And I, my definition probably sounds kind of weird, but I don't know. That's just kind of what it is to me. It's all your emotions coming together. And I don't, know. I think it's fun to celebrate, um, You know just the the old days whatever our nostalgia is and i think it's fun to relive relive moments and look back i don't think there's anything wrong with that that's what my stuff's about so um yeah i guess that's kind of my my personal definition of uh that's what nostalgia mean means to me
2: nice great Great words thank you yes
0: by the way thank you for having me on here when i once again when i saw your your guests that you've had on before me, I'm thinking, why the heck do they want me on here? <laughs> so, like, you know, you know what I mean. So I'm just like, so, so thank you, you know, I, I really do appreciate uh, appreciate you guys, you know,
3: yeah, give me yeah, a little time course. on here. Of because course, fun of course. Yes.
0: Yes. absolutely. Yes, yes. yes thank, of you. Course. And, and thank you, and
2: thank you, thank you so much for you know, for wait for you doing your YouTube channel and everything. Yeah, you know, and you keep up with your great work. And can I wait? What's next in store for you? Hope you let's see what we'll, the next more me- more is up up in the future yeah, yeah medleys, chat medleys are the all yeah
0: they, they they the medleys took a little bit of a back burner for a little bit um these last few months just because i've been working on other stuff but there's a new medley mm-hmm. new medleys are coming in july um so stick around awesome. for that
2: um I, I think i think when this is posted I, the episode will be posted i think it's already gonna be
4: yeah <laughs> be <out. laughs> just go check them <laughs> out anyway what do we care
0: <laughs> yeah just go I'll check them out anyway, out anyway. Wait. So you said this will be posted, in... are you saying it's going to be in July? Around
1: there, yeah, saying? probably. Yeah, uh-huh. probably around. Oh, time. okay.
0: Well, if that's the case, then I'm. Then I can tell you what the medley is going to be, um, or what the medley is. Go Ooh. enjoy my my Phineas and Ferb medley. Um, Ooh.
2: Nice. I just, uh, so, I are you, are you, are you actually previously interviewed Vincent Martella, who's the voice of Phineas.
1: Yeah.
0: I think I might have seen that when I was scrolling through. I'm a big fan of, of that show. So
1: uh Dollar yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Well, stick around yeah. for that. Then don't tell anybody until this is out though. Yeah, keep that a secret. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We'll yeah. keep yeah,
0: of course.
4: our lips are sealed. Yes. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, once again, guys, thank you so much. Um, and of course, best of luck to 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 you and, and yes. what you're doing. I you've earned yourself a subscription. I'll be uh, definitely tuning into your future shows. Awesome.
2: Thank wonderful. And, and, wonderful. And, and, and I'll and I'll send a picture to you and I'll let you know when this goes up.
0: Yes, shoot me that picture because I'd love to do some cross promotion once it's once it's time. Awesome. awesome. Right, nice. Awesome. Thank awesome. you so much. Awesome.
1: For sure, of course. Yes. Cool. Enjoy the rest of your day, Alex. Keep yes. in yes. touch. Yes. yes. Yeah, absolutely, again. guys. Yes. All, All, right. Right. All right. You have a, good, have a good one. one. Rest of your day. We'll see you guys. You too, Alex.
2: Bye. Care, Alex.
1: Bye-bye. It's goodbye and from it's us as well. Yep. It is good. Exactly. Yes. absolutely enjoyed our time with alex duquette yes he's yes yes we did
4: yes keep... check out his check out his medleys they are amazing yes, yes and on the subject of checking
1: things out uh keep on the lookout for more wonderful interviews and as always what do we say yes. jake
4: team nostalgia
2: live take care of once you next one yes. more episodes up on your way see you next time Bye-bye. Bye day. bye
1: Thank you for tuning in to another wonderful Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show interview. Be sure to follow Jake and the crew on social media and stream the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And as always, remember to keep nostalgia alive. Bye-bye.